The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting from her closet, high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. That low blah mood, the mental health issues of depression and anxiety, just feeling those blues, maybe the inability to focus, and you find yourself feeling unmotivated in your day, and sometimes actually remembering that your memory is not recalling as well as it once did. All of that, plus the overwhelm of the uncertain times that we're living in right now. Well, it can just be too much. Sure, having a sore knee or a backache or some sort of pain can be debilitating in many ways, but when you can't quite string that thought or remember a word or even feel so blue that you want to hide under the duvet for days, that's a different level of debilitating. And it's time to move past the hope that it will just get better. Then there's a concern of cognitive decline that we see in our aging parents and our loved ones. Maybe we don't consider that it could be us one day. So the fact of focusing on eating for your brain health doesn't spring to your mind and rank nearly as high as a lot of other diseases that we deal with. So what if the conversation and the view of how our mind is functioning, like really look at the brain and mental health, was taken as seriously as preventing a heart attack or cardiovascular disease. We talk about that all the time, right? I think it's time to bring even more attention to what we're eating and the correlation to our mental health. So today on Eat This with Leanne, the best and the worst foods for your brain and your mental health. What if the problem is at the end of your fork? Sure, we know that sugar, fats, processed foods, they're not good for our health, but let's get a little more specific and talk about why. A focus of mine when I'm consulting with my clients is to teach them more about the why of all the specific recommendations that I might bring up during a consultation. And I have found that that leads to way more of a buy-in where they say, okay, yeah, I get that, I'll give that a try because sometimes you don't really wanna change your diet that much, or you don't wanna give up the coffee, or you don't wanna whatever I'm suggesting. And truthfully, it's really not complicated. It's not fancy, or it's really not that expensive either. Actually, it's very simple. Now, I'm not saying that it's easy, because sure, it's easy to hit a drive-through, It seems to take a lot less time and fills the hunger of the moment, but really it's putting nutrients Well, is it putting the nutrients into the bank of your body? Mm, No, it's not, sadly. It fuels more desire for more of the same. And you want another. And then you want another. And on top of that, you're far more likely to eat a lot more of it. Like that burger, well, it needs fries on the side. And then, oh yeah, you might as well add in a drink. And then you feel full. Well, if you had a bowl of soup, 
that you made at home from just some plain old carrots, maybe some celery, onion, throw in some garlic if you've got some broth hanging around, and maybe even some lentils with a side of lovely, crusty, whole grain sourdough bread. You're not only going to need less of it, but your body and brain will thank you for the nutrients and feed you with energy, with focus, and even a better memory. So this episode is a little bit self-serving, to be honest, because what's been going on for my kids and me. I've seen my youngest daughter struggle a lot with her mood, really being down over the past couple of weeks. And it's all consuming. It's very challenging. I realized the other day that while we've been trying to get to the bottom of her mood, you know, like what happened? Did anything go wrong? Or, you know, why are you feeling so blue? Sure, that is one place to focus. Well, I realized that we've been a lot more lax on our usual diet and also our supplements. I thought, okay, what's what's going on? And then I found the Sunshine D3K2 at the bottom of the drawer and realized, hmm, we haven't been taking that one. Then the omega boost of essential fatty acids and omega-3s, well, that was finished and we didn't replace it. The bio boost, that's the probiotic, which is supportive for the second brain, which is in the gut. Well, that was being taken, but not consistently. And the liposome B complex, which is also really important for mood and also memory. Well, I'm not really sure what happened there, but I know that there's more in the bottle than there is in us. So now we're going to get back on the program. More comfort food has crept in and uh, foods left over from both of my daughter's birthdays are in the cupboard and lurking in the back of the freezer. And they became a lot more of the go-to. And you know how it it just adds up. And then before you know it, it becomes normal and you don't realize it. But then something happens to bring the focus back. You know, that hit on the head, the slap across the face, the, um, hello. Well, hello. Remember what you talk about all the time and that you're not doing? Here's your wake-up call. Hello. Because I've just had one myself. Call it a nudge if you want. Well, I'm awake, and I hope that this might inspire you to do the same. So back a few episodes ago, I think that it might have been episode, what, 35, where we had Dr. Paula Rochelle on it. She wowed us with, holy smokes, a whole bunch of in-depth information about brain health for a far more brilliant look into brain health and just the gems of information that she gave us. And if you want to hear from a naturopath, head back there. I think it's actually the number one downloaded episode of all the ones that we've ever done. That next to the what is booze doing to your body? (laughs) So I know, listeners, where your focus is. (laughs) You can't get away with anything. I know what it'll feel like when I stop, so... I'm just going to stay a little drunk. No, it's it's good. It's lovely to see the numbers of what you guys are most interested in because you know that you can always reach out and let me know what it is that you want to hear about. So in this episode, I want to focus a little more. Well, the whole episode is really going to be about food. For many years, we've focused on food that's good for our heart. You know, how to eat to avoid diabetes and even obesity. And yes, it's all worthwhile. But now we need to shout this from the rooftops because I think that people of all ages right now where we're living in this pandemic and all the restrictions, I know that there are a lot of people suffering. So what happens to the brain when we opt for honey instead of jam and fish rather than sausage? 
scientists around the world are trying to find that out. And actually, you know what? They're doing a pretty good job of it. The research showing the effects of too much fat, too much sugar, you know, from all that ultra processed pizza that maybe you had last night for dinner, those cakes that you crave, the cookies, the bread, your morning bowl of cereal, and even that pack of, you know, six croissants that you picked up at your last shop thinking, oh, well, let's just have a little bit more of a European whoa, breakfast. Whoa, whoa, that sounded very specific. Is, is that what uh, Leanne may have done this past weekend or oh no no very no. specific but i will get to what i am doing don't you worry just <laughs> hang tight there chris it's sort of in that french realm but it's not the croissants because those don't they like just sort of every now and then you walk past them and you just think oh they would be so good and then i've brought them home on occasion because my kids love to put scrambled eggs in it oh, and yeah. they taste terrible Packaged foods, well, they can be seen as processed. And then I've just used the term ultra processed. So let's differentiate that and look at the ingredient label. That really long list of ingredients with sugar closer to the start of the list. And maybe there's a few words on there that you think, I have absolutely no idea what that is. Well, those foods I would call ultra processed. When you go and buy a package of like frozen peas, or just a tub of yogurt or some pasta where they have like, you know, one to three ingredients on the label. Well, that's packaged, but it's a little bit different. Why do you care? What do you care about the ultra process versus the process versus the package? Well, ultimately, the more the food is processed, the more all of it can lead to inflammation. So I'm being pretty specific there in where it goes to. And our brain, our mind, everything about this little three pound thing that we've got rolling around in our head. Well, it works on signals that travel all over our body. And when there's inflammation, it hinders its ability to do what it really needs to do. All foods that come in some sort of package have the potential to contain sugar. And the more sugar you eat, the more that you want. It's truthfully that plain and simple. Eating more sugary foods can lead to the brain being more susceptible to images of foods. So that ad for a milkshake can draw you in more after you've eaten that cookie because it's become your afternoon habit mm. with a cup of tea. Well, yeah, that's me. I'm talking about myself because that French patisserie, Oh, well, well, it's a stand at the market. Oh, okay. And I go there every week and I walk past and, you know, in the early days, I picked up the almond croissant, which is a whole other ball game. There's no comparison to those store-bought ones. But then I clocked the shortbread. Oh, yeah. And I'm a sucker for shortbread. Oh, uh, yeah. If it's good shortbread. <laughs> so every week I walk past him. And there was one time where I don't even know how many of these squares, they're kind of like an inch by inch square. Of, of That's how they make them. And, and he just looked at me and he said, do you want the rest? Because normally you buy them in like six or something like that. So he just took the whole jar and dumped it into a bag and said, here, and said, here you go. Because I'm like his best shortbread customer. Okay, so, so I know, now I know what to get you for Christmas. I'm going to get you horse blinders. That way you don't see the stand. 
That's all you need. You just out of sight, out of mind, right? That's that's perfect. Because let's tell you, by the time it gets to the afternoon, and then I think, oh, I'd really like a cup of tea. Maybe that's the Brit in me, but a cup of nice Earl Grey and sidebar. I can't find any really good Earl Grey lately, and it's driving me crazy. So I make it up with another square of shortbread. You paid good money for it. Of course, you can't let them sit there and waste away. And I even have a secret stash in the freezer. (laughs) That's what he told me what to do. So it's better that they're in the freezer because they're not staring me in the face because normally they sit next to the kettle. Right. Right. So I'm in this with you. Right. I'm living this, too, where I need to move things. I need to throw them in the freezer. So I speak from experience. Thanks for listening to the Eat This with Leanne podcast. Now more with Leanne Philipson. You've seen it, you've read it, and you've heard me say it over and over again about the draw of sugar. That need and addiction, it actually comes from altered brain circuitry. And so many scientists, so many conclusions have been drawn that that circuitry is very comparable, if not the same, to what you feel with abusive drugs. And if that was not bad enough, the more sugar you eat, the more that you need to eat to get the same feeling from when you just had one cookie. That is crazy. Isn't it? So it's like it's never enough. So sure, I can go and have one of the of the shortbread squares with my cup of tea. But then as I've kept going, I've noticed like, oh, I'll just have another one. Oh, I'll just have another one. I think one day I had like three. But I didn't think about it at the time. I just did it. Just kept going. Yeah, well, last time I checked, you're human. All right. You got blood totally. uh, pulsing through totally. your veins. And that's why you had three. Because whatever it was, subconsciously or consciously in your own brain, you needed that yep. third one. I did. My point is, is that after the fact, I was like, I just ate three shortbreads. What's going on? What's going on here? Right. And sometimes I don't even catch myself just like everybody else does. But also know that there's a time where you just kind of need to do a little bit of a, you know, an an edit or an audit, or I don't even know of like, oh yeah, what did I do? And how did I feel after that? Really not so great. All right. So let's get down to it. I thought it best to give you the foods that are the worst for your brain and then follow up with those that you can actually eat to support your brain and your mental health. And then I'll also give you a few reasons why. Again, so that you understand. I truthfully believe that when you're informed, you get to make that decision. Whether you have one or three shortbreads, it's okay. You just know about it. And then the next time you choose different. Okay, so let's start, first of all, with some processed foods. Well, this could be pretty much everything in most supermarkets, but let's be specific. Your boxed pizza, your crackers, your frozen store-bought lasagna, for instance, well, they're pretty typically high in saturated fats. And if you can believe it, there's all added sugar in all this stuff and also those refined carbs. And all of that is associated with poor cognitive outcomes. Those processed meats, you know, the pepperoni on top of the pizza and the bacon and the sausage and the beef jerky and the lunch meats. Well, unfortunately, they've been smoked or preserved with nitrites. And those form compounds 
that are called nitrosamines, and they can promote neurodegeneration. Okay, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You went a little funny there. You went a little thanks to our technology. They oh. they have nitrates that have what? They're called nitrosamines. Seriously? That's okay. why anybody has ever been told to avoid those processed meats. That's the point of why they are not healthy. Okay. Now, when we're looking just at the brain, they can promote neurodegeneration. We don't want to be eating anything that causes any kind of degeneration in any way. Red meats, that burger, that steak, that meatloaf, whatever it looks like, it's a concentrated source of heme iron. So you think, okay, great, I'm not going to be anemic. And that heme iron is only found in animal foods. In excess, it can increase the oxidative stress, which is stress to your cells. And that's basically toxic to our brain. And research shows that it can raise your risk for Alzheimer's. Now, butter, margarine, and vegan butter substitutes. You know, I've always been one that has said, and thank God, because being on the Jerry Agar show for however many years I was, that was the one, the one shiny, bright thing that I always said to him was just eat the damn butter. Don't have all the other stuff. And I was in his good books because of that. There's a lot of alternatives out there. I just need wanted to clarify. All of those things are are sources of concentrated saturated fat. So it's more about the regular consumption because when you eat a lot of it and all the time, it has been associated with cognitive decline. Studies suggest that no more than about a tablespoon a day and you're probably going to be okay. So I kind of think it's like doable unless you're maybe having a popcorn night and need to you know drown your popcorn in butter. Next up is aspartame and your artificial sweeteners. Well, they act as a stressor to the body, raising your cortisol levels. Now that's your stress hormone and causing an excess of production of what's called free radicals. Now that I've talked about in the superfood episode, which was last week. And the reason why I talk about antioxidants all the time and eating your colorful fruits and vegetables, that's to counteract the effects of these free radicals. So artificially sweetened sodas have been associated with a higher risk of not only stroke, but also dementia. Your fried food? Well, yeah, that's on the list, but I don't know. Is that a shock? I sure hope not. (laughs) Fried foods are associated with worsened memory and cognitive function, especially when animal-derived ingredients are used because there's a lot more saturated fat there. See, that makes a lot of sense because uh, I would deep fry everything, but I can't remember where I put my deep fryer. So there's obviously a connection there. There totally is. And your deep fryer is full of like what lard, right? Because that's the animal derived one. Not so good. I remember when I lived in England is like people flocked to the best fish and chip stores because they fried in lard. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes better. Exactly. I've tried vegetable oil. I've tried uh, canola oil. Yeah. Um, I've even tried coconut oil. Ooh, and? Uh, it just, uh, it's just too mm. coconutty for me. It, it's just the taste. Well, but I mean, it, okay. it, it did the same thing. It still fried the food fine. It's just the taste was not yes. to my liking. Yep. So you can get, you can buy refined coconut oil, which takes that coconut out of it. Oh. You'd end up with nothing tasted in coconut. You know, I've got British in my background. Um, so making Yorkshire pudding yeah. is, is, is a thing. Not often, like maybe once, maybe twice a year. And I don't know how many years ago, one Christmas, um, my daughter and I, we did an experiment where we took a muffin tin. We were going to make, make some Yorkshire puds for, for Christmas dinner. And then we put 
olive oil in one row. Then I think we tried sunflower oil in another row. And then I think we did, we must have done like coconut oil, same sort of thing in another row and then put them in the oven and cook them all same batter, just different oils to see which one was the best one. And, and I, re- if I remember correctly, it was the sunflower oil, the huh. lighter, the lighter oil, okay. because the all, olive oil is tends to be, tends to be heavier. Mm, yep. That's an episode that's in the queue, by the way, is to talk about all the different oils, what's best for which cooking and all of that kind of stuff. It also does come down to taste, yep. right? So oh, yeah. the sunflower, sunflower oil was was quite light. Cheese, that's up next. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's high in saturated fat, which has been linked to increased oxidative stress, which is what I mentioned before. So it's kind of like your cells get a bit more burned and therefore poor cognitive outcomes. Oh, those lovely pastries and those sweets. Sadly, my shortbread means I'm eating processed baked goods and that spikes my insulin production, which can lead to insulin resistance in my brain. Now, typically we think about that more in the pancreas because that's where your body makes insulin. And what that can do is it can impair memory and cognitive function. Damn, right? I love my shortbread, but you know, I'm gonna do an experiment. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna walk right past that table at the market the next time I go and I'm going to see how I do because if it's not in the house I can't eat it right yeah I got to do that with me I wonder if I have the cookie jar gene that we talked about in the in in that in that episode with Natalie where we're talking about genetics hmm maybe all right sugary drinks now multiple sugary drinks per day well that's linked to can you believe this a smaller brain size no it's not the size that matters it's how you use it (laughs) that's what I've been told think that was exactly about the brain oh that could have been about something oh. a little more south of the border oh. so there you go okay and if that's not bad enough <laughs> regularly drinking two sodas a day may worsen your memory function and it's actually similar to aging more than 10 years wow jeez. Oh, yeah let that one sink in there mm-hmm. not good and last but not least excessive alcohol. I'm talking about some heavy drinking, which is defined as drinking more than eight drinks a week. And I know many people are in this camp because like it's a coping mechanism, right? You just get into the habit. Should we have a glass of wine? Should we have a beer at the end of the day? Well, too many drinks is associated with faster cognitive decline maybe it's time to just move that daily drink to the weekends. I know many, many people that have done that. And funnily enough, they kind of really didn't miss it. Okay, so I've likely touched on something that you're eating daily, something that sneaks in without you knowing it, like my daily shortbread. It just became a habit. Damn that French bakery. You may have mentioned something that I'm consuming daily. You just listed off my entire menu. (laughs) Entire diet. I know. I'm sorry. Well, now I'm going to talk about what you can eat, what looks good on the end of your fork. Okay, I got a lot of gaps here. I need to fill some stuff in. (laughs) I know. I've just annihilated your whole daily consumption. start with avocados. Yes, they're rich in antioxidants. Remember that puts out the fire and suppresses those free radicals and can actually prevent neuron death. So health. Yes, please. I'll have lots of those. They may help prevent neurodegenerative diseases and contain some monounsaturated fatty acids and folate. So like folic acid, which both help to prevent Alzheimer's. 
Next up, blueberries. We gotta get them in, and lots of them. Research has found that eating two servings of blueberry a week, that's not much, can delay cognitive decline by two and a half years. So yes, whether you buy them fresh or frozen, pull them out of the freezer, get them to the top so that you can just open the freezer and everything else you don't want to eat is buried underneath and you see those blueberries first. And yes, that's for you, Chris, so that the ice cream is under is underneath. <laughs> what if I put the frozen blueberries on the ice cream? Does that count? Is that That's what better. <laughs> better yet is leave the ice cream in the freezer and just take out the blueberries. Well, the odds of that are slim, but uh, I know. I hear you. I know. I get it. So less ice cream and more blueberries. How's that? Oh, oh, sure. Do- doable? Maybe? Maybe? Uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's, All right. He said yes, it's people. Like, it's like when I had, it's like when I'm talking to my doctor, my doctor's like, you're going to do these things, right? Of course I am. As soon as I walk out of the office, no way. Hell no. No, no, no. Man is no. crazy. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Hold on. Hold on to your hat for this next one. Okay. Coffee. What about it? Yes. Pick yourself up off the floor. Remember what we're talking about now. I said coffee. Oh, you can I, drink it. I can have coffee. Yeah, yes. but it has to be. But, 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 but. No buts. You said I could have coffee. It has to be black. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. Nothing extra. No Baileys. No milk. No nothing going in there. Because it has anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compounds that protect the brain from damage. One study showed that three to five cups of coffee a day in midlife... I don't know, my midlife, I'm 49. I guess that's midlife, right? Yep. Oh, God, that made that just made me feel old. Was associated with a 65% decrease in Alzheimer's risk. I like those numbers. All right, next, to maybe to go along with your coffee or not, is dark chocolate. No, not that Halloween candy that I, I read a friend put her Halloween candy in a cooler in the garage so that she wouldn't open it and eat it. I know that it calls your name even as soon as you buy it, which is never a good thing. Um, So what I'm talking about is just not that usual chocolate bar. I'm talking about the dark, more bitter chocolate that is high in cacao and just has has that content where the nutrients are. And that's really about the flavonoids. And it promotes the neuron and blood vessel growth in your brain and stimulates good blood flow. And it may even improve your recall and your cognitive processing. (laughs) Hello, chocolate. I think maybe I've got somebody kind of lined up to do an episode on the good parts of chocolate. I think we might need to cue that one up a little sooner than later. Maybe you guys, listeners, can let me know if that's of interest. Okay, next up is green tea. Yeah, you know, I've gotten into the habit of drinking green tea every morning. I quite enjoy enjoy it. This past week has been just dreary and gray and nice cup of tea in the morning of, of the green tea has been really nice. Now, it contains the EGCG flavonoid. Now, I'm not going to go any further than that. Just use that acronym, mostly because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> and, and binds can bind and prevent the formulation of some specific proteins. Now, a nice little mouthful of the beta amyloid protein. Protein. It's just a really specific one. You don't need, really need to know which one it is, but really it helps to prevent Alzheimer's. You can also get this from your white tea, from your oolong tea, from your black tea. So that's in my Earl Grey and even peppermint tea. So that also has some brain benefits. All those herbs and spices that you think, oh, should I bother going to get it? Especially something like turmeric that is huge and reduces inflammation and increases your blood flow to the brain. Apid 
Genin, which is in parsley, thyme, oregano, basil, well, that can protect brain from inflammation, the oxidation, and the plaque formation. Plaque formation is like the cholesterol that, you know, messes up your heart. Well, that can also happen in your brain. When as soon as you add some, some herbs to anything, it makes your dish way tastier anyway. Next up, no surprise here, leafy greens. You had to know that I was going to say this. And after last week's episode all about superfoods, well, you know, I talked a lot about them then too. One study found that a daily serving of leafy greens could slow cognitive aging by 11 years. Yes, that kale, those collard greens, spinach, arugula, watercress, and salad lettuces that have green color to it. So no, I'm sorry, not talking about iceberg. Put them on the shopping list right now. Legumes and beans like lentils, well, they're really high in protein and fiber, and that can halt or significantly slow Alzheimer's progression by preventing the formation of another amyloid with a particular plaque. So yeah, there's fancy words for all these things, but basically I just want you to eat some of these legumes, beans, some lentils about three times a week, and that's really great for your brain health. All right, now let's just talk about some fats, right? Because this is really, if you've ever had read anything to do with your brain, know that you need lots and lots of good fats. So nuts and seeds, look at your almonds, your walnuts, your brazils, hazelnuts, sunflower, sesame, chia, hemp, flax, and pumpkin. They're all anti-inflammatory and rich in sterols, stanols, fiber, minerals, and vitamin E, and they protect brain cell function from oxidative damage, again, and boost your thinking, your creativity, and all around your cognitive function. They're not so difficult to get in. Oily fish. Now, this is really the gold standard for your omega-3s. So we're talking about tuna, salmon, herring, mackerel, and sardines, and even trout. Because 97% of people are deficient in omega-3. Have a think about, like, when was the last time you had fish? When did you last have fish, Chris? Uh, two days ago. Nice. Yeah, okay. What yeah. kind? Of, what kind did you have? Uh, my favorite is is a haddock, and uh, mm. I bake the haddock in the oven. And funny enough, I use turmeric. Uh, Lovely. I do. I use a, a combination of turmeric, uh, cumin, salt, and pepper, uh, and usually I baste it in a butter before I put all that on. And Beauty. That, yeah. See, if it's a t- tablespoon of butter, you're good to go. So good. <laughs> Might be a little bit more, but you know, if you haven't had butter every single day, then that's totally fine. So the other day, I kind of shocked myself. I thought, damn, when was the last time I ate fish? Or when was the last time I bought like a lovely piece of fish? And I was at the market again, further along from Mr. Um, Mr. French Bakery. And there was, uh, there was uh, a table there and this guy had been fishing in BC all summer long and he had this beautiful fish. So I thought, huh, I'm going to buy some. So I bought this lovely piece of salmon. I cooked the whole fillet and then I chopped it up and I ate it all week. Now, my daughters are with their dad this week. So that just means that I need to only cook for myself. So I'm going to do the same this weekend and then do the same with them. I made a plate of some wilted greens. I added on some seeds, put a bit of soy sauce on the greens and then put the salmon on the side. It was fantastic. But then I got to be honest, because then afterwards I might have had a shortbread. So I've got some work. I've got some work to do. I've got some work to do. No, you don't. It sounds Damn shortbread. It sounds completely normal is what it sounds I like. I know it is. I know it is. But my brain is not keeping up. So I'm going to do something about it. Or I'm going to test, right? Everything's a bit of a test. I take it out, see how it goes, see if anything changes. And then I probably won't be able to stay away from it forever. I might dig, <laughs> dig in the back of the freezer for my, you know, backup stash. 
and then I'll pull it out and I'll try it and I'll see what happens. That's truthfully what I do with my clients. So if you're someone that really can't stand fish, because there's a lot of people out there, uh, then you know that you can try my Take This uh, by Leanne, the Omega Boost, and you'll find that on SproutRight.com. You can swallow that Omega instead of eating it. Ideally, it's best if you can do both, but one, well, it's better than none. And one last mention is the impact of all fruits and vegetables, all the colors that I talk about all the time that I try and encourage you to have a rainbow on your plate every day. I've got a superfood powder, for goodness sake, that's then that you can put into water. So you're getting all those colors going into you because those plant chemicals, which are called phytonutrients and all the antioxidants that they bring. And also, you know, when you're eating the real thing, you get a lot of fiber and that positively influences your microbiome. So that's your gut. That's your second brain. That's where all that good bacteria is that we want to keep on feeding. Well, I always recommend taking probiotics. So we've got my Take This Bio Boost that is going to become more regular in my family. Know that continuing to eat those high fiber foods, and no, I'm not talking all bran, really helps to nourish your microbiome and that good bacteria that's in your gut because it's so strongly linked with mental health. What have you retained from all that that I said, Chris? Uh, something about fish. Uh, make sure I get a nice good bowl of all bran in me every day. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. You know where that comes from? It's my grandfather growing up. That it was funny. That's his generation's version of you need a little more fiber. Was always right. go out and buy a box of all bran, right? They That's look it. like they look like tiny little rabbit turds. And you, they do. you pour a little milk on them and off you go. Well, good luck trying to get a six-year-old to eat a bowl of rabbit turds. Never. Never no. gonna and happen. That it's awful because it tastes like sawdust. <laughs> it does right? taste like doesn't it? Not if you cover it in sugar, it doesn't. Well, no. there you go. Yeah. That's what we all used to have to do, right? Is cover the damn stuff in sugar to for, to make it palatable. So <laughs> that sort of negates the fiber going on there, right? Basically, listen, from what I got from the the entire broadcast is I need to eat more of my uh, leafy greens, which I knew, and my dark greens for sure. I need to yeah. change my chocolate from milk chocolate to dark chocolate. I still Bravo. get to, I still get to keep my coffee which is the shining uh, a light in this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I and the one surprising is, is when you said excessive drinking was eight drinks a week. Well, that's according to the research. Yeah. 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 See, when, when you said eight drinks, I thought you were going to say a day. I'm like, oh, well, right. I'm well under that. A right. week? Mm, yeah. That's, uh, that might be, yeah, I might be an excessive drinker. Right. But that, to me, it doesn't seem like a lot. But that's, it, but I guess to the brain, to the very a delicate balance that we have in our bodies. I could yep. see how that much alcohol would affect the brain. And just like with my shortbread, just like with what I'm talking about, how we've experienced, you just get into a pattern of doing these things yeah. and you don't, you don't realize until you make a change and do something different, do a little test, take it out for a little while, see if after three or four days, see how you feel because until you make a change, you're not going to know. <laughs> Those pastries, the bread, the cheese, the fry food, those artificial sweeteners, the sugary drinks, processed meats. Well, those are all to avoid. But what's on the list of what to enjoy is also really plentiful. Maybe all of this has gone in one ear and out the other and it didn't land in the middle on your brain. Well, it's probably worth another listen. But this time, get a plate full of greens with a side of avocado, top it with some salmon and a handful of seeds. 
And well, you know, you might be better off for it. I feel like there's so much going on in my brain that needs all the power that I can get into it. But it also needs some sleep. That's something that's easy to get really deprived of. If also there's not just a smidge of focus on there. So sometimes, you know what, just go to bed early. Yeah, man, just turn off the TV. Don't binge watch another episode. As an author that I follow a lot of her work, Mel Robbins, she says, just say five, four, three, two, one, and go. It's not one, two, three, four, five, and go, because you can keep going to six and seven and eight and nine and 10. It's go backwards. Five, four, three, two, one, and then just get up and do it. You don't have to wait for a kick in the pants or a wake up call. You can just choose to alter your next meal, right? Just keep it simple. Head over to leannephillipson.com for the list of foods that I've talked about today and links to my Take This Supplement line if there's of any interest there. And although the supplements are on sproutright.com, I put all of the links in the show notes just to keep it really simple. And if you're not sure what's right for you or your family or where to start, because there's quite a few supplements on sproutright.com, book a 15-minute call with me. It's really easy just right from the site and you'll get super clear on what's the priority. I actually had a bunch of those calls this week because we launched that recently and so many podcasts so many of our listeners chris have reached out and said i'm not quite sure what to do but in the end after the call they feel far more confident and they say all right i get it i understand it was a little more fleeting before and then they just they go through they place their order and they're like yes i've got this so please share this and any of the other episodes with your friends and anyone you think needs it. And also remember, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know how people are feeling. So sometimes when you pass something like this on to someone, it can really impact and change their life because it's changing their health. Please reach out to me with all your thoughts, your comments. If there's anything you want to discuss or you're finding that you yourself are feeling blue, I'm here and I'm happy to help. You can find me at SproutWrite on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also at Leanne Phillipson. You can send me an email through either of my sites. And you know, I do get those emails and I do reply. So I really wish you a focused, upbeat, and light week, including all those brain supportive foods, all the while you're eating one mouthful at a time. 